All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jams down! Face off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan, with me live in studio. I don't think we can call this a studio, can we? Eh, it's a studio. But uh, down for reading week, we've got Dylan D. Bernstein. How's it going, D? Uh, you know, feeling pretty good. Yeah, Like you said, it's my reading week. Just celebrated some uh, Thanksgiving yesterday with the family. Had my birthday on Saturday. Uh, Big pretty, weekend. Yeah, it was a pretty good day, despite you know my boss being too busy bitching about Lee fans on Twitter to wish me happy birthday, but... Whatever, man. It was it was a good day, regardless. It didn't totally ruin my day, so I'm still here, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, the fact that you just called me your boss? Or, yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, but happy birthday and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, same thing to you, Beebs. Happy Thanksgiving, not birthday. But uh, Beebs yeah. is realistically only five minutes away from us, but just feeling a little too under the weather to make that trek. But, uh, yeah. you know, you're with us I've here a, nonetheless. Yeah, I had a long a long weekend, a lot of, a lot of family um stuff and then i had some people coming down and then his d's birthday so I, i've been out for the last three days i just needed to strap myself in bed for a full 24 hours and uh we'll be back and ready to go tomorrow but um yeah also uh gonna comment on uh rock hating on the leaves that kind of ruined a little bit of my saturday too dude so you gotta, <laughs> gotta chill on that 
I only said one thing, and it wasn't even the Leafs. I just every single time the Leafs do anything, like it's just it gets so blown out of proportion. Like I remember last yeah, so year yeah. when they, uh, I think they called no, they claimed Seth Griffith off of waivers, yeah, and people Best. were just like talking about how it was a home run, and I'm just like, come on. I mean, as far as waiver wire yeah, pickups are concerned, man, it's a waiver wire pickup. But anyways, <laughs> I don't I'm think there's gonna, ever been a home run. No, exactly. Uh, but anyways. Um, Beebs, I hope you feel a little bit better, and next week you can be live in studio as well because D will be not here with us. So true. Um, yeah, it's always a little bit more fun when one of you guys is in the man cave here. We got the, the Leafs game on, so if D starts yelling uh, like a crazy person, that's because the Leafs scored. But uh, and if he cries, that's because the Blackhawks got back on the board. Right. But anyways, uh, before we get right into our first regular season podcast of the season i just want to let you guys know a couple new features that we have going on over at dailyfaceoff.com uh you can now go premium at dailyfaceoff.com which sounds pretty badass uh and it is badass we're basically uh i kind of mentioned it a couple episodes ago that we were trying to really make a bigger splash in the daily fantasy game so that's what we did we've offered a premium package this year and with that you get a beautiful lineup optimizer which is brought to you by Emmanuel Perry of Corsica dot or Corsica dot hockey. Uh, he built it along with the guys from Daily Fantasy Cafe. It's pretty sick. At uh, Manny Elk on Twitter. Right? Yes, at Manny Elk on Twitter. It's great. Uh, nice. I, I've been using it with uh, pretty pretty much pretty good success so far. Um, so yeah, go check out the optimizer. Uh, we also have. On the optimizer, you just have you know daily projections of you know how good every player we think is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which also you know you can if you're not into like the DraftKings or FanDuel, it can help you make some lineup decisions in uh, your season long leagues as well. So right. it could be helpful for for both purposes. And then we also have what's called a premium chat uh, where we've we've hired two uh, DFS experts along with myself this year. We've got Josh Harris and Adam Daly who are going to hop on that chat every single day, answer any fancy hockey questions that you've got. Uh, So, you know, having experts at your disposal every single day can certainly help you win some fancy hockey leagues this year. So those are a couple of our premium features. We plan on adding a couple more things. Also, you know, with the addition of Adam and Josh, we've got a ton more content this season as well, as I'm sure you've seen. And be sure to check out the Daily Fantasy Show by DFO. We do that on YouTube every single day. Mostly some Josh Harris with some Adam. Sometimes I'll jump on there as well when I'm not too busy with all the day-to-day shit. But anyways, that's some of the new stuff we have at DFO, along with, of course, our podcast. So it's an exciting time. Uh, at Daily Face Off, and we hope you'll check out those features. But boys, you guys ready to talk about the first week of the NHL or what? Let's get into it, man. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to start with here is just basically, you know, after one week, I mean, we've already talked about how we've, I think the Leafs fans were overreacting. And it's not just Leafs fans. It's fans across the league uh, who just everyone. overreact after, yeah. you know, one game, two games, yeah. whatever. I mean, like the Red Wings are 2-0, and and, you know, half the fan base thinks we're going to the playoffs again. So um, everybody's overreacting right now. So we just kind of want to talk about some of the bigger points from week one and, you know, what we can take for real and what we can kind of have to take with a grain of salt. Sure. And I, I think... It makes yeah. sense to start with Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid absolutely absurd in his first game of the season. Scored a hat trick. I mean, what better way to start a year? I mean, I guess you could be an Austin Matthews and score four last year, but or you could Mc- be an Ovi and score three and then four. yeah, or you could do the Ovi thing. We'll talk about him again in a minute. But uh, McDavid like scored three goals and made it just look so easy. So I know everybody basically was giving him uh, the scoring title and the MVP at the start of the season. Is that really where we're going? Like, is it just? And no contest yeah. at this point? I mean, it seems warranted, right? Like, he had the three goals, and what was it, three breakaways? He uh, 
he's he didn't score on as well. So like, and the thing about it too, like obviously he's crazy fast, probably the fastest, if not one of the fastest players in the league. But he's like his hockey IQ, I think. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like his hockey IQ is just off the charts, right? Like he's able to use his speed better than anyone too, and he finds these opening that like don't even look like they should really be there and then you know what i mean like he just turns a crease into a breakaway right. like it's, it's crazy it's the same idea as like gretzky always used to preach um it's a lot easier said than done obviously but it's you know it's, you don't go where the where the puck is you go where the puck's going to be and he mm-hmm. just takes that to like the nth degree with his speed dude um you combine that with everything else he has going for him like it really like doesn't seem like anything short of an injury from the air ross this year Beebs? Oh yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I mean, it's kind of awesome that he got put in the spotlight for everyone to kind of watch after uh, on that first night there, as they had the at least in Canada they were the the ten o'clock game here for us. We all just kind of got to watch um, just what's a glimpse of things to come. I mean, I couldn't even believe just like D said the the speed and then the stuff he does with the speed. I mean, I say it every single time I watch him, like every single month, it's like oh my god, he's getting faster. It this actually seems still... like it's it's real. It's a yeah. real thing. <laughs> And he's still only 20, so he's literally getting stronger, faster, bigger, better, and <laughs> I don't even know. I, I was even talking to people the other day that this might be our – well, not might. This is probably our generation's Gretzky. He's not going to put up 200 points, but he's going to put up potentially Ridiculous 130, numbers. which if you put that with you know goalie, size, goalie pad size and all that different stuff and the, the, the lack of scoring that we have now compared to back in the day, he's pretty much, I think, going to be equivalent to him, although I never really got to – get that much of Gretzky but he just he dominates so much he's so much better than the next guy it's just I have never seen anything like it yeah I mean obviously it's difficult to compare eras for sure yeah. but I think this is kind of something where you can say he is our obviously our Gretzky because like I just said we were basically giving him the scoring title yeah. um, at the start of the season and you know we haven't been able to do that for a number of years I mean Crosby really dominated for a while but I don't think he ever Health really came. Concerns. He ever really came into years where we were like, yeah, he's just honestly just going to run away with the scoring title, uh, kind of like we expect McDavid to do. The mm-hmm. one thing that I really took away from that first game was the I think it was his second goal, the one where he started at basically inside his oh. own end and just Oof. burned everybody. And the one takeaway I had was that you watch that play and. TJ Brody is known as one of the better skating defensemen yeah. in the NHL, and he made him look like a goddamn pylon. Yeah. Like he yeah. he had five six strides on him and mcdavid like he didn't have a chance and then even just the finish too the finish was just so silky i mean that he is absolutely i don't think there's any other word to describe him other than absurd yeah his acceleration is so crazy right like brody's probably played him like what 10 11 times now and he's Mm -hmm. still taken aback oh yeah right like he turned like three or four steps too late right like it's like you almost don't like don't even if you see him pick up the puck (laughs) you better start yeah yeah you just skate forward yeah exactly skate forward (laughs) it's not worth it um, but yeah. like you mentioned, D, we have McDavid scored a hat trick on opening night. Uh, then we also have Ovechkin right. scores a hat trick in his season debut, and then follows it up with a four goal game in his second right. game. Alex Ovechkin, Casual. seven goals, two games. That's nuts, dude. So what I'm thinking is, obviously Ovechkin is just real pissed off that he's not allowed to go to the Olympics. So he's just <laughs> taking his anger out on the NHL. Um, a lot of people, obviously, I think we're sleeping on Ovechkin a little bit this summer. Had a you know Relatively, a bit of a down yeah. year. I mean, still 30 plus goals last year. Right. But everybody was focusing on guys like Line and Kucherov to maybe um, be the Rocket Richard winners this year. I know I picked Ovi, took some flack for it. You know, Ovi's over the hill. Blah 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 blah. I mean, again, don't overreact. It's only two games, but right. shit. Um, I mean, I think he two games. might be a little bit over the hill, but his hill is, you know, yeah. oh, much yeah. higher than anyone Still else's. Still a nice hill, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, 
No, it's crazy, dude. I, I, we were talking about it before, but what it was like three goals in the third period of the last game. Yeah, and then and three the, goals in the, the first, first period. period of the next yeah, game. like so, six points and six goals in two periods. I yeah. think some. I, I can't remember. I think it was Pete Blackburn. Let me see if I can find it. Somebody tweeted out. I think he had like six goals or five goals in like sixteen minutes of playing time. Like it's it something crazy. just absurd. Crazy man. It, it, I can't it, even do that in video games. Yeah, no, I know. You know. I mean, some people were worried too yeah. about um, Backstrom, you know, coming off that top line too, mm-hmm. and how much that might hinder Ovi's production. And obviously, it just made the Caps way more dangerous earlier on this year. Who knows, like how it's going to keep up? But Kuznetsov obviously seems more than capable of uh, being, you know, that right hand man for Ovechkin this year. And it doesn't seem like Ovi's production is going to skip a beat at all. Yeah, okay, sorry. It was Dmitry, Dmitry Filipovich. Alex Ovechkin has six goals in his last 12 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time. LOL, what? That's insane. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. But, uh, Biebs, do you have anything else to add about Ovechkin? No, they just they, they seem to have that line together there with, uh, I think it's Verana, Kuznetsov, and yep. uh, Ovechkin. And mm-hmm. definitely, uh, if you can, especially for DFS right now, um, I'm going to get into Verana um, later, but uh, he's, he's starting to look like a nice pickup. And Ovechkin just... That 360 slap shot for yeah, the fourth goal. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. Like, if he's going to be doing that all year, I'll put all my money on him. And seven shots a night. I don't even think. Is, I mean, he, yeah. I, he's a pretty outlandish guy, but I feel like that's the type of shot attempt you only take when you've already got six goals in the first five yeah. periods of the season. Just the yeah. 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 Like, everything yeah. is working. I'm just going to keep doing exactly. crazy stuff. I don't think yeah, anybody's yeah, but... ever actually even said spin a rainbow clap bomb before. Like, <laughs> and he just did it and scored. Um, but that was the one thing, too, before we move on uh, to the next point here. Kuznetsov kind of, you know, he had such a ridiculous year two years ago. Uh, wasn't as good last year, especially at a slow start. So a lot of right. people were a lot lower on him this year. I know I picked him up in a couple leagues a lot later than I think he should have went. And mm-hmm. I mean, seven assists in, in his first two games. He's right. just obviously riding Novechkin's coattails. But if those two, they're obviously expected to play together for the majority of the year. I think that's kind of what they want to do. They want to have Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, and then... Hopefully those two can kind of two lines can kind of carry their young kids in Verona and Burakovsky. And, right. I mean, if they keep clicking, obviously Kuznetsov is going to be in for a hell of a year. I mean, if Ovechkin can get to you know forty five, fifty goals, you know you could see Kuznetsov mm-hmm. with fifty, mm-hmm. sixty assists. You know, looking just like Nick Backstrom. Right. And it really was just that slow start that did Kuznetsov in last year. For right? sure. I think. I, sorry, I don't, wasn't ready to talk about this, but I, it was something like he was pretty much a point per game in the second half of the season. Yeah, he was on, or fire. at least right back on where he was the year before. Um, so yeah, looking really good for Kuznetsov is like, even more so probably than Ovechkin moving forward right now. Yeah, in January, Kuznetsov had 20 points in 15 games, 11 and 12 in February, and then tailed off a little bit at the end of the season there. Right. But yeah, from December to February, he was just on fire again. So uh, anything else to add on the the caps there, Beavs, before we move on? No, um, I'm going to get into Verena a little bit later when we talk about pickups, so I'll kind of I'll, I'll jump in a bit more. But that team's a very nice team to be looking at anywhere across the board. Fantasy yeah, wise, as it seems like it seems like they just have not fallen off at all. Even though a couple, some people kind of expected them to this year, just didn't. Doesn't look like it yeah. is going to happen. I mean, as long as you still got your backs from your Ovechkin and, and your Kuznetsov, I think you're going to be an offensive powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and who cares if they blow it every year in the playoffs? Yeah, I'm playing we're, fantasy hockey. Yeah, it's I the don't regular season. About the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of potential offensive powerhouses, the Toronto Maple Leafs <sighs> obviously looked like juggernauts. I mean, scoring seven goals on opening night in Winnipeg, coming back. Getting off to a, was a 5-1 start yeah. against the Rangers. They blew it a lot. Blowing four-goal leads like it doesn't even yeah, matter. Like Toronto Maple Leafs do, but then just yeah. coming right back and winning the game 8-5. I mean, 15 goals in their first two games in the year. Um, it looks like the Maple Leafs have the potential to be the highest-scoring team in the league this year. Right. I mean, they got so much young talent. Uh, they're only getting better. I mean, you know, another year with, you know, under their belts, 
for all their big three there. Right. Addy Marlowe looks like it's going to work. Gardner is a hell of an offensive <laughs> defenseman. Um, but then at the same time, we could see the Leafs lead the league in goals for and maybe goals against too at the same time that could be something that we've never seen before because they, <laughs> they i mean i i don't know what the exact quote was from but babcock. uh from babcock yeah, but he's like the, it's exciting but it's it, he's, he's like it's like, fun eh <laughs> yeah. it's pretty dumb though. yeah it's pretty dumb though yeah that's what it was which is <laughs> the, hilarious the yeah. so i i wouldn't expect Can't it to con- say anything i wouldn't expect it to continue uh, yeah. at least the goals against as much obviously they're not going to average seven and a half goals for per game but uh what i mean obviously D, we'll start with Six. you because you are the resident Leafs fan. What do you think sure, about this team's sure. offensive outlook going forward? Obviously, it looks awesome, man. Um, see, the, the biggest thing is, like, there's no doubt I think they're going to be right in, like, the top five, uh, at least, obviously, top ten scoring teams in the league. Uh, but they were, like, so incredibly lucky with injuries last oh, year. Oh, yeah, Like, I, I think Marner was the only was one of their top nine that missed anything more than three or four games. They had nine um, guys, I think, that played 82. Yeah, it's insane, dude. So, like... Crazy. Crazy. Obviously, uh, right now they basically look like they can be the highest scoring team in the league if you know they have the same kind of luck, which I would not bet on. Um, but they are obviously in a position where they they can kind of make up over most of their injuries. Except my only fear really is down the middle. They don't have a lot of depth down the middle. Like you're one Austin and Matthews injury away, or one Nazem even Kadri a Nazem Kadri, yeah, would from be moving huge. Bozak, Moore, Fair all up in your lineup, mm-hmm. right? So you're probably gonna be looking at a point if any of those guys get hurt long term with experimenting with a martyr or nylander in the middle so it, it could get iffy at times on I, that's the biggest thing to me right now you still have a lot of young guys on this team that um like the the grind i think could catch up to this team sooner rather than later it's playing uh, you know nearly 90 games last year a lot of these guys and it, it just seems like the luck is or the injury luck i guess was a little too good to be true last year um but like I said, all the depth really, especially on the wings, to kind of uh, deal with any injuries that do come their way. But. I think they were the, like the healthiest team in the NHL last year, so I think it's pretty much impossible to bank on nine guys playing right. eighty-two again. But I mean, you know, as long as there's no no huge injuries, I think you know people get dinged up. That happens, right? Um, but they also have a pretty solid farm system too. Like so, you said if you know a couple guys go down on the wings, they should be able to survive. I think the mm-hmm. one key thing too is like the injuries could have crippled them last year because they were just a young team trying to make that push. Uh-huh. Where this year, the expectations are high. They're a confident team, so you know what I mean. Like they could still, I think, overcome them a little better, better than they would have been able to last year. Right. And yep. they, you know, obviously Freddie Anderson's a stout goalie at the back end who can. Hopefully keep them in it, even if they do run into any injury troubles. But Biebs, what do you got to say about these Leafs? I mean, I know uh, your Avalanche aren't going to score quite as many goals, but they look okay so far too. Two and one, baby. <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited after today's game, and uh, and I'm actually going to jump into the one thing I'm excited about later in bold predictions. So I won't go into the Avs either. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just teasing everyone. It's just yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I don't want to pump the Leafs tires anymore. Uh, than they like they deserve all this this respect that D's given them, and and I think you should just listen to what he's saying there. They're they're a great looking team this year. They have depth. Um, I mean, with Mike Babcock at the helm, it's just ridiculous. Exactly. Like, yeah. but, I mean, you can literally. Like, Look at their yeah. the guys they have up front and pick like easy nine or ten names that have a real shot at scoring twenty goals this year. Um, yeah, and that's pretty. Crazy I'm just more trying to not get. Team. Yeah, I'm just trying not to get too excited because I just after these first two games, like I, I know myself and I'm I'm obviously an Avalanche fan first, Leafs second, but sure. I know I can't imagine how you're feeling, D. But I know myself, it's even like holy crap, man! Like every single game, I just want to watch these guys skate around and I want to see what what's Marner gonna do today, you know that type of stuff exactly. and i've actually so much picked quite a few sure, up dude. in fantasy and it's it's the it's been great so far i've loved it so uh, i remember last year yeah. even i was saying it, i'm like i i, I tuned into way more leaf games this year than i ever did last year or 
five years prior probably combined, and then this year it's the same thing. I'm like, holy shit, these guys can score. Um, but yeah, and I guess that's all we really were going to dive into too deep right now. Uh, the one thing, though, that we will we'll probably say a hundred times before this episode is over is it's only a week. Right. Don't get too invested in what you've seen so far. Uh, right. We're again, getting- we're, we're going to jump into waiver wire pickups here in a second, but I've seen so many questions already about guys who are uh, – you know, people get ready to drop people that, sh- you know, they maybe drafted in the, yeah. the sixth round because right. they haven't scored a goal in uh, their first two games. Like, it's just patience. Patience, patience, patience. you got to preach it a little bit. I mean, it's not even the end of the first week in Yahoo. There's no need to panic um, unless maybe you're a Vadim Ship Chayoff or whatever his damn name is. Ship. Yeah, Shippy. Shipper. Unless you're a shipper owner because, yeah, he that's that's – We'll talk about that a little bit more later as well. That's a bit of a messed up situation. But, Biebs, why don't we start with you? You kind of got cut off a little bit there in the first segment. So, I know you've got a number of waiver wire pickups uh, across all different depths of league. So, give us your first two. Yeah. So, um, as people are going to find out playing in our uh, daily face-off uh, podcast league, I love to just add and drop guys. Um, so, <laughs> um, don't be like me and, and, and add and drop people right away. But there are there are a certain number of guys who are just kind of really – um, have, st- have stood out for me and, and guys that uh, people aren't, aren't realizing are getting top minutes on top power plays. And uh, one person I'm going to focus on first is uh, Pavel Bushnevich in, uh, in, the, in New York. He's currently playing on the top line with the Rangers and the top power play. He has two points in three games. Um, obviously, they'd like a little bit more production there, but um, that's still a good pace. And uh, realistically, there's there's some good names around him. Mika's Zibinijad is shooting everything right now, and it seems to be going in. Um, if it wasn't for Ovi putting up sevens, Zibinijad would be getting at least some talk, um, as I believe he has four through the first three games. Yeah, he scored a goal um, in each game. Yeah, he's an, and uh, and they've been nice goals too, just cool scores goals, and that that excites me because if Bushnevich can just sit back and you know reap the benefits of that, that's phenomenal. Plus, again first power play line um so if you're in a league that's a little bit deeper i know that he's uh super under owned right now i don't have the exact percentage here and i do, do here, apologize I'll, for I'll that up for a sec yeah but um at 22 he, he's a guy here where he did get quite a bit of experience last year so mm-hmm. it's not like they're just putting a rookie out there who you know doesn't have doesn't realize the strength and the speed of nhl hockey he's been through it for for half a year so far and uh and they clearly have faith in him up there in the top six and if he stays in the top six he could make a nice addition to your team um, say you're keeping a third line player who's not touching any power plays, add Bujnevich and uh, and and reap the rewards of just those minutes. But keep an eye on where he is in that lineup; he can easily switch around. Yeah, for sure. I think we talked about Bujnevich last year too, right? And uh, he got off yep. to such a ridiculous start. Right, last and year. even like throughout the year, yeah. we kind of talked about how he looks good. He's just you know very kind of limited ice time, uh, and that was one of the real things holding him back. So definitely agree, Beebs. If he's to see kind of like a more cemented role in that top six, especially on that power play, it could really be an interesting pickup. Yeah, he had uh, 14 points in his first 14 games last year, and then just <laughs> six points through his next 27. So hopefully he doesn't see the same thing. I mean, obviously he was just fine. in his he, defense. He was just fine in his way last year. But again, right. he's already, like you said, Beebs, he's already up over 16 and a half minutes a night. I mean, it's only been three games, but uh, he does he does like to shoot the puck. He's got some offensive flair. Playing with his advantage and stuff obviously is going to help. Uh, Beebs, you know, like I said, you got four guys. So why don't you go ahead and give us another uh, deeper league guy? Yeah, deeper league guy um, and someone that I'm not going to go too hard into here, but um, another first liner out in New Jersey, and uh, and it's a rookie that's not Nico Hersher. It's uh, Jesper Bratt, and this is a name that you might start to hear a little bit more. Um, Bratt has three goals and two assists through the first two games. Picked him in DraftKings, um, but so that's it was awesome. 
not a bad call at all. He was probably the lowest uh, the lowest price, and I'm pretty sure he had, what, two goals and assists today? Yeah, three goals and two assists through two games. Yeah, granted, he does have three goals off three shots, so um, <laughs> it's probably not likely to keep that pace up. And the old 100% shooting percentage? <laughs> yeah, not getting the puck to the net as much as you'd like through those two games, but it does show the talent around him that is probably, I mean, I haven't seen any three goals. Um, I wish I had. Just to see if he's getting set up because he is playing with Taylor Hall. Yeah, Taylor he got, Hall's moved, a guy well, he got can, moved up uh, today just because uh, Paul Mary's out, but he was still playing yeah. up there. Like uh, he was getting top nine minutes the first game. He still played sixteen minutes. Paul and, Mary looked awesome that game too. Yeah, he did. yeah. <laughs> and this uh, like Paul, Paul Mary thing, it sounds kind of like they're a little uh, iffy on it. So say you even pick up Jas- Jesper Brad just for the week. Right. Um, you have say you have Paul Mary and he goes on your IR. Pick up uh, Brad just to fill in. He might if he. I mean, if he keeps scoring like this, they're gonna have to slot him. I mean, he's on pace for 123 goals, so he's probably gonna do it. Right? (laughs) I mean, Taylor Hall just does that. Yeah, and you know what? The other thing too is Drew Stafford's also banged up as well. So I mean, uh, as long as those two wingers are out, he's got to, you know, basically certain to stay in that top six. And if you keep putting up points, I mean, you can't just put up points and and get you know, put on the fourth line or healthy scratch. If you're scoring, you're scoring. Right. Uh, so yeah, as I don't long think he keeps Stafford's playing well. And uh, yeah, as long as, you know, that's one thing too, I think the Devils are really focusing on. I think obviously it changed a little bit when they added Heischer. It kind of changed the dynamic of that mm-hmm. team. They've gone a lot faster this year. They're a little bit more offensive where before they literally played just terrible, ugly, mucking up <laughs> hockey. Where this right. year they're, they're, they're a little bit more wide open. Uh, so... You know, having a young kid like that, he's, I think they will give him more chances than I think you would normally see right. in, from a New Jersey team. Not the traditional trap artist. That yeah, no, like they don't have Scott Niedermeyer back there anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Lou Lamb is gone. Yeah, and so hopefully they'll keep opening it up, and I think that'll only help Brat's uh, outlook going forward. But D, uh, who are you looking at uh, picking up off the waiver wire? I mean, again, only one week, so don't drop uh, Sidney Crosby for him. But who are you looking right. at picking up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised Biebs went deep because the wire is just so thin right now. For sure. Um, yeah. As you would expect, you know, two or three games into the season, um, not a lot of opportunities or really, you know, kind of game plans even being cemented by teams quite yet. Uh, but Bo Hor- Horvat is a guy that I like. Um, definitely got some airtime on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, but worth talking about right now, he's just 35% owned. Uh, two goals in 18 and a half minutes of ice time. The Canucks season over against the Oilers on Saturday night. Canucks have actually only played one game so far. They're playing again tonight, I believe. Yeah. Or tomorrow, tomorrow. actually. Yeah. Um, so Horvat, you know, just still just 22 years old. He's going to his fourth year already. Uh, and his production has improved steadily each year. That trend really should continue this year. Uh, Legs like tree trunks. Seriously, dude. Uh, right now, he's still in the second power play unit behind the Sedins. Yeah. Logically speaking, there's really no way that should last. We went into real in-depth with that last year about how mind-boggling it is that the Sedins continue to get 20 minutes of ice a game. Um, so I think sooner more, rather than later, we'll see Horvat kind of cement himself as the top offensive op- option on the Canucks. And he could be in for a real breakout this year. A lot of upside for you know a guy that on the wire site this season. Um, I, I it was think, so good last year, too. Right. If he can move into their top three, especially that top power play, I think he'll have a real crack at 60 points this year. You know what's funny, actually, when a uh, couple weeks, like I think it was like right before the season started, the Canucks were running line rushes in practice, and Henrik was like out maintenance day type of deal. Right. And when there was only one Sedin, Horvat's line was listed as the top line. Yeah. When there was two Sedins, the, two, the Sedin's line became the top line for them, which is just a little bit funky. Um, it was crazy. The, the Canucks, like, they had so many power plays in their first game. So, Horvath, even on the second unit, almost saw four minutes of power play time. So, they're going to use him a lot. Uh, we saw that him and Barchi had, you know, they developed quite a bit of chemistry last mm-hmm. year. 
Uh, even Brock Besser came up, uh, played with, played pretty well with them as well. Right now they got Louis Erickson, who again, uh, hopefully he comes back. He shouldn't, he can't struggle as much as he did last year. Mm. Uh, they got Thomas Vanek as well, so they've got three solid right wingers that can that, that can play with Horvat and Barchi. Mm. Uh, so that line should be productive throughout the year, and I absolutely love Horvat's upside. I think he could be a 60, 65 point guy this year for sure. Um, another guy. Speaking of top lines, uh, and guys that we've yeah. talked about on the show before, I know you guys love this guy's nickname, but uh, Evgeny Dadanoff is my pickup. He's 31. Daddy. There he is. Uh, 31% owned right now. Obviously, I talked about him as my sleeper, I think, during the right wing podcast. Uh, playing with Barkoff and Huberto pretty much exclusively throughout the preseason. That has not changed. He's averaging 18, 27 time on ice per game through the first two games. Goal and two assists. Also on the top power play unit with those two guys. Again, it's really, really, really early. Sample size is extremely small for a guy coming over from Russia. But again, the Panthers look pretty strong at even strength right now. He's carrying a 60 Corsi 4 through just two games. Obviously, super small sample size, so don't eat that up too much. Right. But a guy who we talked about how much talent he, he had um, coming out of the KHL. Tons of speed, a little bit undersized, but tons of speed, tons of craftiness. Remember, Jonathan Marshall, so how good of a year did he have last year? He fits the mold. Yeah. Now he's playing with my boys, Barkov and Huberdeau. I absolutely love this kid. 30, or not even a kid. He's, you know, he's older than me. Yeah, uh, but uh, Daddy, I guess he's, yeah, we're going to have to call him because he is older than us. <laughs> but uh, I like Dad enough. 31% owned. Obviously not going to be available in all leagues. But in, you know, in shallower leagues, 12-team standard leagues, he should be available in some of them. So For sure. uh, t- take a look at him, especially if you're you know somebody who owned a Kyle Palmieri who just, you know, just went out. Take a look at him. But, uh, Biebs, give us your other two. Yeah, um, well, for one, uh, does, uh, is it just weird? Does Daddy remind you quite a bit of Panarin a couple years ago when he came to the league? A little bit older of a rookie. Um, slots in the top six and a what's a pretty decent lineup. Obviously, it's no Chicago, but uh, I, I think he's a poor man's uh, Panarin. I'm just gonna say it now. Yeah, I mean, uh, like play, playing with uh, playing with Patrick Kane is obviously. It helps you a little bit. bit. <laughs> helps you a little bit, but I mean, you know, you could do a right. lot worse than playing with uh, Hubert Hobarkov. Seriously. Yeah. Um. So my uh, which this is actually crazy. I didn't realize that Dadanov was so under owned at uh i think you said 35 percent 31 um, 31 wow so uh my person's actually 14 percent more owned and it's uh jacob vrana from washington and i'm, I'm we kind of brought him up earlier he is currently playing on a line with kuznets avanovi um and he's getting about 17 minutes a night right now through the, those first two games as we mentioned a lot of minutes equals you know nice fantasy production he's got three points in two games they're all assists and honestly he might just end this year with like 120 assists zero goals um, <laughs> and that's just his year but ov has all the goals so uh that's my hot assists. take <laughs> yeah hot take of the season um yeah, if um, if he can keep up and stay with that line, Vrana can be one of those guys who, um, especially in keeper leagues, um, who, who you're going to want around on your roster, and you could roster pretty nightly and uh, expect good results across the board. Even plus minus is going to be uh, probably pretty good with Ovi out there swinging at every puck that comes around him. Um, but yeah, I like Vrana a lot. If he's still out there, I know a lot of people jumped on him right away when they saw who he was playing with. Um, mm. If he still is out there in your league, though, he's definitely a nice winger. He plays both sides, the right wing and the left wing, at least in Yahoo. Um, and that's super valuable right now as I look at all these awesome free agent centers that are just chilling there that I can't touch. <laughs> and who's your second one? Um, my second one, um, again, super quick, it's Will Butcher. Um, and this was a guy who um, 
who played his first game of his career the other night against Colorado, um, and I hated it because he was actually drafted by Colorado and then didn't sign, and the Devils brought him in, and he put up three power play assists in his debut against Colorado. Um, but you only got 13 minutes, so definitely someone to keep an eye on, but it was a lot of power play time, and, uh, and, and it looks like he might be their power play quarterback of the future. So just someone to keep an eye on if he is getting that power play time. He could be a nice fourth or fifth D-man on your team. I'm not saying grab him, don't jump up, and you know don't, don't go crazy yet. Again, two games. But if he is going to put up uh, you know, three power play points, it's very nice for a, a first game. And on a team that's improved a lot more, they're not the same old New, New Jersey Devils. Um, this team is... Uh, they're, they're going to be exciting, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't deny the fact that he, he was a Hobie Baker winner. Um, <laughs> yep. Pretty impressive, Johnny Gaudreau style. I mean, we've seen these guys come out of, out of college and do good things. Uh, the one thing that was hilarious was that, you know, he was obviously drafted by the Avalanche <laughs> and then just comes back in his debut, plays the Avalanche, lights up for three apples. Um, the, the one red flag, obviously, they played again today. One red flag is he has no shots on goal yet. Uh, yeah. The one assist he did pick up, though, was a shot that was tipped in. So, I mean, that kind of has to count for something, right? It, Almost it shot. was. Uh, uh, but the one thing, too, that I noticed, I was watching the game, but I was also working on DFO at the same time, and the New Jersey reporters were kind of like, they were just freaking out about this guy. Like, it seems like it's, like, something that they, like, between him and Heischer, like, it's something they've never had before. Like, they just, like, have no idea. They can't even deal with having offense on the team. They're like, like, the, the, he made, like, I swear to God, I think it was his first power play. He, they, he got that tip-in shot, got tipped in, got his and, like, they were all lost. Like, they were like, oh, my God, power play quarterback, patience, blah, blah. They were just, like, all the words that you want to associate with a power play quarterback, they were throwing at him. They are like, they just fell in love with him after literally one power play. So I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, especially if the reporters yeah. are running the team. I, I mean, I'm speaking off the top of my head, but they really haven't had, like, a top-tier power play quarterback probably since Scott Niedermeyer, right? And the game really has changed, obviously, a lot since Niedermeyer no. was in his prime. Um... You know, it. The thing too, Beebs, I I think you know about Butcher, Butcher. That's kind of interesting right now. He got three points in the first game, playing just twelve minutes and forty five seconds of ice time. Yeah, um, I think exactly. s- speaks to the sheltered role that he's going to be playing early on. But at the same time, sheltered minutes. You know, uh, it's only a matter of time before he plays more minutes than John Moore. Right. <laughs> Usually, you know, when you're a yeah. defenseman playing around fifteen minutes a game, it's the easiest and softest minutes that the coach can possibly find for you. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's going to have a lot of chances to produce early on when he is on the ice, if that you know makes sense. Because, um, you know, it does. <laughs> he's on the first power play unit, too. Um, and then, again, at the same time, a lot of room for him to move up that depth chart uh, as he kind of gains coaches' trust as the season goes on. So, yeah, a lot of upside for a, you know, a guy on a pretty thin wire, for sure. Yeah, former Hobie Baker Award winner. <laughs> um, you know, what, while, while we're on the People topic of Devils defensemen, I, the, another guy that I didn't really list as a, as a wave wire pickup, but definitely somebody else you should be taking a look at on this blue line is Damon Severson. Still only 15% owned right now. This is a guy that I targeted in every single one of my leagues last mm-hmm. year. He is their power play quarterback. He is He played over 20 minutes last year. He's playing over 22 minutes this year. Um, he's their power play quarterback. He had 125 shots on the blue line last year. Only scored three goals because he shot an abysmal 2.4%. This is a guy who's going to shoot for maybe 150 shots this year. And obviously that, that shooting percentage has to go up. He is a legitimate shot to score 10 goals with 30 assists this year. He's somebody that you should target 100%. Um, if you have a thin blue line, David Severson absolutely needs to be added. Uh, I was high on him in the preseason. And then now after watching two games of the Devils play... Uh, in their improved offense, it makes me want him even more, mm-hmm. uh, or it makes me, I guess, happy that I have him in, in, in 
a ton of leagues. He's got six shots through yeah. two games. Obviously, he's not going to go off for 250 shots this mm-hmm. year, but he, you know, he's going to shoot the puck a ton. He's their power play guy. I mean, I like Butcher too in deeper leagues, but if Severson's available, I would add him over Butcher because he is a stud. D, oh, yeah. who you I got? Agree. You got another defenseman to talk about. Who is it? Yeah, we're staying on the topic of fantasy D man, I guess. Um, Olimata, 23% owned in Yahoo right now. Like we said, the wire is pretty thin right now. Um, we've already given you a couple of good options at D. I think Mata is another one with a lot of real upside here. Um, obviously, he was a massive disappointment last year. Posted just seven points in 55 games. Uh, and I think what's limited his production and his fantasy relevance more than anything right, or to this point in his career really is the depth of Pittsburgh's defense. Um, when he posted 29 points rookie season as a 19-year-old, there was a lot of excitement around Mata. I, I'm sure you guys can remember how early he was going. On, on oh, yeah, everybody loved him. Right, the thought was this guy yeah. was only like a Chris Letang injury away from quarterbacking one of the deadliest power plays in the league, right? Um, obviously, a lot has changed since then. They went out and picked up Justin Schultz a year and a half ago. Uh, and Mata, you know, has had as much trouble staying healthy as Letang himself. <laughs> but uh, Mata looked really strong to open up the year. Two goals and an assist in the Pens' first three games. And Mike Sullivan has definitely taken notice. Uh, Mata was over 20 minutes in Saturday night's game and Sullivan was just raving about his play after the game praised his <laughs> hockey IQ and his offensive abilities um, talking about how he's showing a lot more confidence and stepping up in the play with more regularity uh, sounds like he could be up for an increased role this year uh, and you just know that the first power play spot is going to open up at some point this year obviously Schultz is still there but I really think this could finally be breakout uh, Mod has been waiting for at the very least I kind of feel like this is the now or never thing for him yeah it's <laughs> like you better do it relevance. time to figure it out exactly because like everything eventually kind of stars are slowly aligning it's now or never right exactly he's not gonna be able to play forever Mm-mm. people not <laughs> uh my pickup we're gonna get away from fantasy defensemen since like who gives a shit sure forwards are way more fun uh <laughs> another guy I talked about uh, he was my wow. That was a massive hit. There's a fight. This is great. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, Clayton Keller. We already talked about him before. Obviously, he was my. I I, I kind of took a cop out when I picked my Calder Trophy winner. I right. had Clayton Keller slash Charlie McAvoy. I I, 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 I know cop. it was brutal. It was like I, I, but, but, in the league. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. But when I Let's just but, take two of the three. But when I put it on D when I when I no when I put it on DFO I put McAvoy. So. But the only reason I took Keller is because it's so difficult for defensemen to win Rookie of the Year. We haven't we've only seen it a couple times in like the last decade. Yeah, I think Eckers. the last yeah, Eck, and Tyler Myers. I think before that, like right. outside of those two, it hasn't happened in, in quite some time. Um, but anyway, Jackman. Enough to enough on it. Sorry, Don't doesn't matter. We're talking about Clayton Keller here. Um, so Clayton <laughs> Keller, obviously, we've seen Clayton Keller have a pretty strong start. He's, uh, he's averaging an absurd 21-10 time on ice. Uh, his first, yeah, obviously, crazy. only it's absurd. only two games. But, I mean, to start your rookie campaign, you want to be playing <laughs> over 21 minutes a night. Uh, not a lot of guys out there. I mean, like I said before, I think Arizona's going to be an improved team. But they still don't have a ton of guys. We saw Dylan Strom get sent down today. Smell ya. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, not crazy. ideal. Uh, but he has one goal on nine shots. I mean, just the fact that he shot the puck nine times uh, in his first two games warrants consideration on the waiver wire for sure uh and this is a kid that's that's drawn comparisons to mitch martyr because he's undersized but he has great speed ridiculously shifty hard to knock off the puck because he's just so right. quick and he's so shifty uh so i mean and whenever you know you, like you know who martyr's comparable was 
Patrick Kane. Exactly. So basically, what we're saying is Clayton Keller is Patrick, Patrick Kane. Right. Of the Patrick, Ash, like Patrick, theory of association. Yes, he's Patrick Kane of the <laughs> desert, for sure. Uh, so, obviously, he's going to play massive minutes uh, until he starts struggling, which hopefully is never. We could see him play with, and, you know, he's playing with Stepan and Max Dolby, who are both great passers. Mm-hmm. And he's a good passer in his own right, too. These, You know, this line could go off all year long. Right. Uh, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games out there. Anti no. Ranta looked sensational in his... Uh, in his Coyotes <laughs> yep. debut, but hopefully, you know they look a little—they look pretty dangerous. I like them a lot. I think Keller, Stepan, and Domi is something to look out for. I—I—I I, I, I was gonna mention Domi as a pickup. I think he's sixty-five percent out. If he's available, in the league, jump all over that. Right. Uh, I like that line a lot. We're gonna see Keller play a ton of minutes, ton of minutes on the power play. Uh, but unless you guys everything have anything else to add, I think it's time to get to the Blue Stones. I'm good, dude. No, yeah. Would love to hear that in my uh, my ears. All right, so let's get to the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. It's not over now. Don't lay your flag and turn away. It's not over now. Not this way. So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness. Make it quick before the feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to come So pick up your bags and we can start something new again Episode six. I almost said season six, episode three. That would have been like we are not there yet. No, that would have been like two thousand like, two thousand twenty, man. Yeah, that would have been. If Tell we're me, I gotta do this more point. top ten rankings <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> Starting all over again. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of fun here in the second half. Uh, I think like normal. Yeah. <laughs> At this point in that episode, we usually like to have a good time. Right. Uh, so what we're gonna talk about is our bold predictions. Yeah. Which normally are a little more bold in the preseason, but we were a little too lazy to get that episode out during the preseason. Making too many preview episodes. Yeah, yeah, we were just working too hard on the preview episodes. So we're gonna do our bold predictions now after a week of what we've seen. But again, don't overreact. Is the (laughs) is the common theme of this episode, and I think we're probably all about to overreact a little bit. Uh, And then we're gonna talk about our Stanley Cup picks. Who's gonna make it? Who's gonna win it? Uh, then we're going to get to your Twitter questions. Uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, thank you for the massive response. We had like 23 Twitter questions, I think. Uh, answering 23 Twitter questions on the air would be a little much. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to answer 
four or five here on air. Uh, definitely the most we've ever gotten. For sure. So keep those coming every week. We'll answer four or five on air, and then when I get some time, either tonight or tomorrow morning, I will get to every single one of them on the on the uh, Twitter machine. So uh, let's start with our bold predictions. D, we'll start with you. What do you got? You, you feel bold right now? I feel bold. I got, you know, two predictions. You can tell me which one's more bold than the other. Okay. Uh, Neither but- one of them is LeTag playing 82, is it? That. <laughs> Fucking bold, not ridiculous, Brock. Um, so, talked about them a lot already this year, or on the show, excuse me. Yep. Again, because Nets off, 80 plus points. That's my bold prediction. That's bold. Avoided the slow bold. start that plagued him last year. He's already off to a seven point head start in just two games. Taking over Backstrom's spot, tied to Obi's waist, like we said. The assists are just going to pile up for this guy. 80's going to be a walk in the park. I don't know about that, but it could happen. Uh, and the other one that, you know. A little more bold, perhaps. I think Carey Price finished the year with a sub-920 save percentage. It's been wow. About, it's been about, I think, four or five years since he's done that. Those are both pretty bold. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the, he's getting older, dude. He's getting older. I'm going to say that... Oh, man. Which one is more bold? Um, I'm going to say that the Carey Price one's more bold just because... He has been literally like the model of consistency right. throughout his career. So right. I like that one's pretty bold. Uh, but you know, basically, boys tend to drop off pretty pretty quickly and pretty sharply when they yeah. get into those you know mid or even early thirties. But you have to think too now. All of a sudden, Kuznetsov only has to score like a, like a seventy three points in yeah. eighty games. That's, that's, right. That's way that's, that's, that's way easier. Yeah, right. that's way easier than eighty and eighty two. I could do that. Exactly. I don't know about that. But play with Ovechkin. <laughs> if Ovechkin, you know, honestly though, like it. If you think about it, all he needs to do is just, like, maybe let's just continue this towards start for, like, a week. Right. Like, Ovechkin goes off for, like, I don't know, 15. 20 goals in four games. Well, Jesus. (laughs) Let's not get too carried away. (laughs) But, like, yeah, he could could do, like, uh, he could, you know, he could get off to a ridiculous start. We could could see, uh, ooh heartbreaker there sorry boys uh beeps i'm just getting your bold prediction because we were all a little sidetracked here by richard ponick uh what a what Wins a career late. this kid's having though now playing with tease my goodness wow uh beeps your turn crazy fun richard ponick fact went to high school with him for a year with me and d so he was just he was just there for like not even a year it's like two months but yeah um mm-hmm. anyways my winter bold alert. prediction True. Um, yeah it's winter alert yeah we got a lot of those kicking around freaking love them yeah, um thanks, but my bold prediction is that the new jersey devils will be last year's toronto maple leafs and make it into the playoffs unexpectedly um but i do say that i do say that there'll be a poor man toronto maple leafs but still make it in as like an eight a seven or eight um seed there um and i'm just saying this based off of their 10 goals and three against in their first two games um don't overreact like eh? <laughs> no no i'm not overreacting at all and wait play till colorado okay <laughs> So, so, so I got the players all like broken down here. So I got I got Butcher is the gardener. We got uh we got Schneider as the Anderson, obviously. We got Zaka as the Kadri, Nosen as the Hyman, and then Hall as the better JVR. But I would say all the Leafs were better there until you know Schneider and Hall. But yeah, I just I like the way this team goes. Um, so who's the Matthews? And uh, <laughs> Nico. I, oh, I actually had Nico as him, but I was like he's like a way worse version of Nico. Like and then I just do not less. have a Martin. <laughs> Yeah, I do not have a minor. Um, I Six don't really have a Riley. Well, Spurt, uh, what's his name? I mean, you uh, kind of realize how ridiculous they were last season when you try to make this comparable. Eh? Yeah. Oh, God, exactly. Yeah. Um, right? But at the same time, sure. um, I do think that New Jersey <laughs> could surprise a lot of people this year and at least be in playoff contention, something that um, I guarantee you a lot of people would have not considered before you start. 
And sure. uh, yeah, that's my bold prediction. That's bold, man. Uh, cool. Very bold. That's yeah. Bold. And then my second one. Hold on. Just let me do my first one first because oh, you know, yes, mine falls you know. right in line with yours. Mine now seems significantly less bold. Because uh, you're not a bold person. Well, no, I, you I'm know sorry. what? I have to be significantly <laughs> less bold than I normally am because I went with Latag playing 82 last year. I think he played 28. So, uh, And then you got super bitter and ranked him like 15th on your defenseman this year. No, I put him at third. Oh, yeah. You just had that mixed Wasn't logic. Bold you just applied that. Dude, you know what the best you applied part? applied the injury-prone logic as it fit. As you saw no, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just however I feel about it. Uh, no, it's funny too. This is actually the first time ever owning Crystal Tag this year. So if any year is, I'm not going to jinx them right now because yeah. I have them in a lot of leagues. I've never owned them ever before. <laughs> I got them like three leagues this the year. The value's so. never been there before. Yeah. Oh my gosh, ridiculous, dude! Yeah. I got them for a dollar in a keeper league. Well, explain. You're just playing with dumb people. It's a lock. Not, not a keeper league, sorry. In, a, in an auction draft. Right, and they're, they're locked rosters, you told me, right? So yes, yeah, they're, lo- they're locked rosters. Yeah, you can't change. No way yeah, wire pickups. That's a key point. Beebs, listen to how sick I this is. I still like that player. Because he can play 60 games. And still oh, it's amazing. 50 points, right? McDavid went for $96. <laughs> I was so mad that nobody bid 97 I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was so yeah. mad. But Beebs, so, yeah. Beebs, listen, this is the new DFO podcast league, I think, next year. At least I'm creating this league. because So my buddy... Who just moved back from out west invited me to be in this league with all his buddies and oh my god it was the best draft i've ever been to it was a live auction draft and the guy who came in dead last last year had to bring a 60 of whiskey and the draft opens up with everybody has to do a shot and then you know how you nominate a guy then everybody bids on and blah 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 and it moves around the room and everybody nominates yeah yeah so after one round of nominations everybody does a shot I was wondering how and then much. After, yeah. And then after each round of nominations, everybody has to do right. a shot. And then the guy who the commissioner, he puts uh he put uh How are we gonna do this as a DFO league? Dude, how long we're just gonna have everybody come to the draft take frog? Five and a half to six hours. But listen to this, it was amazing. <laughs> it was? Yeah, it was crazy, but it was so fun because well there's eighteen people too, which is a lot. Yeah. But every and then yeah. he all he also put eight Also yeah, taking a uh, a pause to do a round of shots after every 20 picks or it's so. smoke breaks and all that shit factors in for sure but right. then he also bought Biebs he bought eight Smirnoff ices and then one Smirnoff ice like a liter of it and I was then he, curious he, how deeply into the binge drinking you were gonna dive and you're just oh no this away. is even better this yeah, is the best going all this, the, this is the best now. part of the whole draft <laughs> so he he the commission like secretly put these uh, Smirnoff ices on like specific players, but right. nobody else knew. So you would just draft yeah. a player, and then if you drafted a guy that was tied to a Smirnoff ice, you got ice like immediately. Got chuggy ice for so those. You could just get know. rocked. Back, yeah, back. To an it was crazy. Ice. Well, dude, and then so he, we were all like, chuggy. okay, well, let's just watch which guys he's picking yeah. up, and then we're not gonna draft those guys. So he was trying to like fool us by bidding on Phil Kessel, who the was tied. Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, he was bid. He, he he was tied to the leader of Smirnoff ice. So he was like bidding on him, trying to you know fool us, and then everybody stopped bidding like out of nowhere, and he ended up with Phil, which was tied to the leader. So the guy who planned the whole thing ended up having to do the lead. It was amazing. But anyway, I think it would be so fun to do that league next year. It was the funnest draft I've ever been to in my whole life. Just gotta find uh, eighteen guys with six free hours to spare. Well, just we we, we only need <laughs> yeah. nine more guys. I'm sure we can. It was so fun, dude. It was the best league. Uh, but anyways, my slightly less bold prediction than Biebs's was one that I've already made on the show before. Uh, I have another one that's way bolder than this, but uh, Carolina will be a playoff team this year. I've talked about it before on the show, uh, and you know I, I know a lot of people like Carolina to make the playoffs this year, but obviously still uh, quite a bit of a stretch. Darley looked really good in his debut. My boy Jay Falk, gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Got named the uh, half-captain. 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that has to do. Half, but uh, I love everything that they're doing out in Carolina. Yeah, half captain. I like better. half captain. Better half too. captain is way more. Half fun. He gets like half the C, and then the other half of the C <laughs> is on. Uh, who is it? Jordan Stall. Stall's jersey. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'm not going to get too deep into it because obviously right. it's not as crazy as New Jersey making the playoffs. But D, what's your? Do you have a second bold prediction? I already gave my two. Oh, you gave your nice. two. Okay. So Brock's oh, yeah, cut right. off for the night. Totally lost track of where we are on the show. Yeah. Sorry, I got that draft was just too much fun. But anyway, Beebs, <laughs> what's your second bold prediction? Yeah, um, my second bold prediction, and I had to show some love to Colorado here. Um, Sinemian Varlamov will continue to have a successful and healthy year, and he's going to finish top 10 in goalie stats across fantasy, which is going to just make me laugh at people who didn't draft him or, you know, just showed so much disrespect to him in drafts. Because this is a guy who, you know, he's been out for two two Veznas in the last six years. Um, he does clearly have some skill there. He, uh, um, he he can be successful, and even if the team doesn't necessarily win, say if they win 40 games, he's going to win 30, 35 of those. And uh, he's <laughs> definitely someone who, you know, I uh, I think kind of got disrespected at the draft this year, and my bold prediction is he's going to gonna earn that back. I mean, when you have a sub-900 save percentage and you play for one of the worst teams in the league, you're probably going to get disrespected a little bit as a goalie, but I definitely do believe little bit. that he's way more skillful than that. I, I, think, I think you'd be kind of silly to bet on Varlamov. Um, coming in under 900 save percentage for a full season. Well, yeah. Healthy hockey. Yeah, that'd be just ridiculous again. Right. But, like, staying healthy has been a bugaboo for him for a while, True. too. It's very I think he just Sergei. gets True. injured, though. Like, last year was just a yeah, that's injury, that, we'll call it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, he wasn't necessarily hurt. I think he was just, uh, we're in last place, and we are getting eight goals against tonight. Let's oh, just let just, Calvin Picker get lit up. Oh, he just gave up? He's like, I'm done here? Yeah, I think yeah, even that's worse what I'm going to call that one. I think even Allegedly. uglier than an 898 save, just a 338 goals against. That just speaks to how bad yeah, the So I'd probably true. fake an injury, too. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that's bold as shit. Uh, my other bold, bold prediction, I got two more. One's not really bold at all, but I just wanted to basically call out people that think that Yager is going to go to Calgary and be amazing with Goodrow and Monaghan, even if he plays there. Uh, because I think Barkoff and Huberto are Same better than Monaghan and Goudreau. So, if anything, I think that Yager's numbers are going to go down playing with Goudreau and Monaghan. So, Nobody wants to talk about how this guy's a year older. Yeah. 45. Like he, and he did he absolutely have a zero off-season training this year. Yeah, he so. literally saw yeah. it with that, but everyone's like, when's he going to play? When's he going to play? And they're like, yeah, he needs to practice because he's like 52. <laughs> he's not like, and they're just shame. like not putting him in the lineup at all because he's old as dust. But, yeah. uh, but obviously he can still, you know, bring value above, you know, replacement. Level, well, he's better is, than Michael Furland for sure. Right. And I think it's pretty cool that a guy who was like I legitimately a superstar for like 10 years in the league like can still do it right well the eagle's not there like he knows he can still play and still help he doesn't care that he can't be as productive or as important to his team as he wants you know it's pretty cool it's funny too because like i I love i absolutely love that fact because i was looking at him before during the break and then i just saw these couple years here in the middle 127 points 121 points 123 points like 149 points like just gross guys a legend (laughs) just literally a walking legend it's it's sensational um, but then my bold, my boldest prediction sure. is Ovechkin will score fifty-five plus, maybe sixty. Uh, obviously, bold. <laughs> not quite as bold as it would have been two days ago, <laughs> as it would have been at the start right. of the season. Uh, especially because I did pick him to lead the NHL in goals already. Uh, I had him projected yeah. for only forty-seven, though that was the league lead, forty-seven. So I think he's 
Screw 50. He's getting 55. OV 55. I mean, come on. Seven and two games. What a start. So seven and two games makes up the eight goal difference between Exactly. Exactly. Just crunching that math. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Because I probably had (laughs) it projected for 80 games. He was going to miss something here and there, like Hammy or something. Sure. But now he's not. No, now he's not. No, now he's he's not. He's he's the best. Uh, But, anyways, let's get to our Stanley Cup picks. Uh, D, I'm sure the Leafs are in there, so we might as well just start with you. I, dude. I really like tried to draw up a, like a realistic board that I could see like oh yeah this guy. Obviously it could happen, but the East is like so deep this year, dude. Like it's crazy. Even picking like the top four, like I think it's gonna be really hard. All the first round matchups, like there's not gonna be a free first round matchup in the East this year unless you know yeah. Carolina and New Jersey squeaks in. But the top five or six teams in the East, I think are super good. Uh, and I can't bet on anyone but Pittsburgh coming out of that again. As boring as that sounds. And Alicia scored. Three, two, three, two. Okay, sorry. Um, so I got the Pens taking it, and like you, sorry for spoilers. I also like the Preds to get back to the Western Conference Finals. So yeah, pretty boring pick. Literally the exact same thing we saw last year. Who wins it? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. How can you bet three in a row? Yeah, dude. How could you? Yeah. Because they just gave up ten yeah. goals. I understand. Anthony Evans are oh, backup. Yeah. Let's not overreact. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Sorry. But shit, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, right. sh- I just think their blue light that, sucks. I don't know, man. We're talking about, you know, a hundred games from now. I know that's why I, I don't understand. I can't it. realistically look up and down any team in the league and say they're better on paper than the Penguins. So I just think their I bottom know. six is so trash. But like having Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel, and Tag, and Murray is Wentzel. so impressive. Yeah. Brandon Rust. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we get into our Stanley Cup picks, who was the one guy you just said? We just got it starts with a G. <laughs> What are you talking about? Not Quenzel? you, Yo, Quenzel. I heard you turned down a trade offer the other day. Uh, uh, Quenzel for Brandon Saad. Yeah, we heard for that through the grapevine. You turned down Quenzel for Brandon Saad. Do you still? Uh, yeah, you heard it. You still feel confident you heard it about right. that? Yeah. No. See, um, we're talking about overreacting, right? And Brandon Saad has never put up more than what fifty-five points in a year. And Quenzel, uh, I, I, I could see him going sixty-five this year. I just like the ceiling. My team is good enough that I don't have to, you know. I can bank on ceiling. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about definites. That's my response to that. No, I feel what you're saying. Uh, Sod's yeah. definitely more of a high floor versus high upside guy. Um, yeah. So, you know, okay. I, I feel you. It definitely. It's funny just arguing that he's never. We were had taken it. aback when yeah, we saw. I was shocked when we saw you know, a loyal podcast a listeners direct message to the podcast account calling you out. Yeah. For not taking the trade, but yeah. you got called out yeah, hard. But. Honestly, it was also a positional thing too. I remember looking at it. Um, sure. But really, That's I just I like Wenzel more. I like um, I I'm I'm just not a so sod the, fan, I, and when it comes to my fantasy teams, I'm yeah. not gonna. No, so I, I feel, I feel like, like this is a bold prediction in itself. Wenzel will be Gensel better, better than, than, sod, than yes. sod at the end of the year. That's, that is a bold prediction. That's yeah. a bold one. I That's like bold. it. Okay, bold. not more as bold points. as it would be on other podcasts because I feel like we talked down sod pretty heavily already this year, but still bold. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna give away a secret right now too. Um, the guy who offered the trade already told me that he was interested, like super interested in him. So if I could get more than Sod, right, probably gonna try to do it. I like how I we're talking. He's, he's, like he's not gonna listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to say that. I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm gonna expose my secret. But hey, either way, I mean, he's, I a, ma- Glensel, he's so a massive, he's a massive pred- or, uh, Peds fan, so it works. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. who is your uh, Stanley Cup pick? Uh, my Stanley Cup pick. Um, I, I'm. I mean, I want to go Pittsburgh so bad, but just to make the show not that boring. Um, Washington Capitals. <laughs> I like it. Why? Because, I mean, they've... Because Ovi scored 60. in the playoffs last 10 that. years, so they got to do it this year, right? Yeah. 
that's what I got going from the East. And then uh, from the West, I got um, uh, I'm gonna go with St. Louis Blues this year. They uh, they're, they've come out hot of the gate. That's another team that you know that we always see. I mean, they're pretty much locked to make the playoffs every year. It's just a matter of when are they gonna put it together. Um, and who knows? Maybe this could be the year. So uh, I got St. Louis out of the West, Washington out of the East, and I got Washington taking the whole thing with Ovi drinking a crap ton of vodka out of that cup. <laughs> and uh, and because he's just so much be so pissed about the Olympics that you know that he's just gonna if 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 he can't win Olympic gold, he's just gonna be so determined to win the cup that nothing will stop him, and he'll score a hundred goals to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, my yeah. Stanley Cup pick, which I'm sure most of you guys have already seen on DFO, but I have Nashville. Winning the Stanley Cup over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I've made it no secret that I'm a huge um, Nashville fan. I absolutely love the team. For Hisberg and Johansson, I think I had them ranked higher than anybody in the history of fantasy hockey rankings this year. And for good reason, because they're both studs. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, also a stud. Kid's going to get like 300 shots this year. I like the additional Scotty Hartnell, uh, Nick Benito. Two nice pickups. Makes that lineup even more deep. But where it really gets interesting is their blue line. Obviously, you got Yossi, Subban, Eckholm. Uh, then Ellis is going to come back. Plus, probably one of the better dynamic duos in, in the league between the pipes with Rene and Saros. I just absolutely love this team. Sure. Top to bottom. Uh, and then, obviously, the Lightning were a bit disappointing last year. This is another team. Top to bottom. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start off with Stamkos and Kucherov. Uh, they could play with Brock Segan and probably... Still, just super dominant. You're way too uh, high in the Seagan guy. Yeah, he's not yeah. good. Uh, but then you Talking know, Braden, like he can skate. Braden Point obviously taking a, <laughs> taking another step forward this year is going to be huge. Andre Plot, Tyler Johnson still in the mix. Uh, we've got guys. You know, they added uh, Chris Kunitz, who obviously not going to be. You know, Chris Kunitz, who played with Sidney Crosby, but now he's a fourth liner. I like that quite a bit. Sure. Uh, Ryan Callahan. You know, this is a guy people, a lot of people have forgotten about. He's finally back healthy again. I mean, he's not the greatest player ever, but Whoa. again, if he plays in the fourth line, uh, you know, that's that's perfect. That's yeah. where he deserves to that's be. where he should have been his whole career. Uh, but then, again, right <laughs> where I love this team is the blue line. You've got Hedman, one yeah. of the best defensemen in the league. Yeah. Strawman, just so consistent. Love Strawman. Uh, you know, Dan Girardi, I'll shit on him as much as the next guy. Right. Third pair, though? But when he was playing top <laughs> pair minutes, he was garbage. But right. on the third pair... That's Dan Girardi can be a very serviceable third pairing guy with those and, sheltered minutes. Exactly, Brain Coburn's the same thing. And then you add a Mikhail Sergachev in the mix. If he can stay there for the whole year, my God, he's a waiver wire guy as well. He's for so sure, so so talented. Uh, and then I just love Vasilevsky. We talked about him, uh, I guess, last episode of the goalie. So I just both those teams, top to bottom, to me, are some of the deepest teams in the NHL, and that's what it's going to take. You got Tampa taking it? No, I have Nashville taking it. All right, I should listen closely. Yeah, I said that like yeah, yeah. probably half hour ago. Dude, I started to really tout these teams. So tuned out. Yeah, <laughs> so I have to leave strong. I understand. Yeah. But, Five uh, minutes left. Let's get to these Twitter. Questions. But Beebs, Twitter questions. Let's get the f out of here. Yeah, let's just rush my toy crash. Just got, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I agree. Um, I'm really warm in my room, and I needed to turn my fan on. So we had, pe- hold um, on, we had anyways, Penguins, Nashville, and Washington win the cup? Yeah. Three different picks. Yeah. All right. I like it. Oh, yeah. We're crazy. Um, but anyways, uh, as we mentioned earlier, We're you crazy. can find us on Twitter at DFO Podcast, and feel free to send us your questions anytime during the week. Uh, me and uh, I'm normally the one answering them, so um, if you want to reach a little bit more directly, you can go to uh, Brock at Brock underscore Segan. Or, uh, I mean, if you want to get D in the mix, at 3D Berthium. Yeah, um, I actually yeah. love taking the time off to answer Twitter questions. Um, so, yeah, feel free to direct Twitter. Yeah. 
So hit us up, um, <laughs> and even if you hit all three of us up, sometimes we even, uh, you know, you get you get multiple opinions. So then you can just take what you want. And right. And one of us like one right, of my one favorite pastimes is shitting on Brock on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. I'll take any opportunity I get to do that. And one of Brock's favorite pastimes is shitting on the Leafs on Twitter. So it's just like Man, it, I don't even shit on them that much. It goes hand in hand. I just shit on their fans. Yeah. They drive me crazy. Not all of them, just most of them. <laughs> Yeah, you did quote a super random person's tweet the other day. Yeah, just... well, because honestly, <laughs> it was it was anyway. it was the original tweet that really pissed me off. It right. was that Varlamov and Bernier were the best one two in the league, and I was like, "Are you effing kidding me?" Honestly. And I then love... I saw that it was that this kid comments that it was Anderson and Pickard. I'm like, Pickard's in the AHL. I'm like the Leafs are so dumb. I think uh, it's funny, but whenever someone says like best one two, it's like they don't even consider how good the one two is. Like best yeah. one two should the... mean the best combination over 82 games, yes. right? Like. Like if it, your number one goalie, is, if your answer is you know. not Philip Grubauer and Braden Holpe, I don't know why I put. Yeah, him, I don't know. I don't know why I put him in that order. Yeah, but yeah. if it's not Holpe Grubauer, like that, <laughs> definitely you, that Grubauer. Is, that is wrong. better first. <laughs> it's wrong. All right, all right. Ahead. Twitter questions. Yeah, but, uh, we're not uh, rushing through these. At all. Twitter questions. Yeah, <laughs> you can reach us all on Twitter and other social media forums. But anyways, at Jay Graham is our first question. He asks, "Is Shiri worth hanging on to? He's only an injury away from Crosby's line." But he's riding third line minutes, and that, that really sucks for the time being. You want to know what's really funny? He's actually riding the fucking pine right now. <laughs> um, Patrick Hornquist came back to practice today, and Shiri is a healthy scratch That's as crazy. of heading into tomorrow. He has like a point per um, game last year. Yeah, so, I mean, like, again, we say don't overreact, but it depends what kind of league you're in. Uh, if you're in like a, a shallower league where some of these guys we talked about tonight are available that you know are playing top line minutes, I would consider dropping Shiri. I mean, again, you could easily be back with Crosby next week, but I mean, shit, this guy's a healthy scratch. Like, you're not gonna keep a guy in your lineup that's a healthy scratch. I'm Absolutely, just, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's really not not, if he's not playing, you shouldn't have him. Right? Dude, like the league is deep enough where you should be able to find a guy off waiver wire who can contribute. You know. At a fifty-five point pace, yeah. Oh, like and, I, Dadnov should be fifty-five points, right? So, like, if you're holding on to Shiri through healthy scratch, you're like for the betting whole... that he's actually this point per game guy, which you know he's almost certainly not. So. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and also Jay Graham seems to tweet at us a lot, which is phenomenal, and that means <laughs> that he's kind of on the ball. So, right. if you're as on the ball as you seem to be, you should be able to grab Shiri when he comes back on those lines. Yeah, um, I agree. but but at the same time, if there's no one really there on the wire right now, like we did say, it's pretty thin. Yeah, if it's a deep yeah. league, I would. I yeah, would, I would it, rush right away to drop yeah, him. But. If your team is good enough where it, you, you, the last roster spot isn't going to make or break your week, uh, again, you know, it's kind of a case-by-case situation. Worth but generally speaking, if someone's a healthy scratch, they're probably not worth holding on to. Yeah, that means the coach doesn't even Just like the really general enough. rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in fantasy, dude. The yeah. coach has to like you. Yeah. Next question. Anyway, it is a thing. Uh, next question comes from at jval101, and he asks, um, your thoughts on ship I can't. I, Shippy boy. We just said Shippy. Yeah, thoughts on Shippy. Um, <laughs> I drafted him late. Worth hanging on. Um, is he worth hanging on to until everything is figured out with him, or should I drop him now? Um, it's, again, I think this is a league-dependent uh, right. question, as it always is. Sure. Con- what, what do you always say? What's the word you say that you – Case by case. What did I just say? I don't know. You, you, you always say you want more context. That's the one I'm looking right, for. Right, right, right. Want... But anyways, uh, obviously you only got 140, 140 characters until Twitter decides to up it. Uh, or if you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. But anyways, sh- Shippy, uh, I'm dropping them in most leagues, like in, in standard 12-team leagues, because I mean, like realistically, you probably go on like the 13th, 14th, 15th round. Um, I know I dropped them. 
uh, actually for my girlfriend Steve uh, today uh, for huh? David Krejci. Huh? So huh? Uh, in leagues like that where he's available or players like that are available, I'm right. dropping him. Uh, there's with some rumors today that he wants to go back to the KHL already. Uh, Darren Drager seemed to shit all over. Was it Drager? Yeah, it was Drager. Darren Drager decided yeah. to shit all over those rumors. So we'll see. Uh, I, I because still- you know. We should Shapacha if he is to go back, if he's to try to go back to the KHL. First off, waivers. both and both sides will have to agree to yeah. terminate the contract, and then yeah, you would have to go through unconditional waivers, um, which maybe his whole ploy is just to get claimed by another team. But who knows? I doubt the Knights will let that happen. Yeah, but they're, they're, he'll be pretty a... incompetent in handling this situation so far. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I it's hard to say the guy's never played a game in the NHL, but he did lead the second best league in the world in points per game last year. Um, something to think about. Probably, you know, some upside there. But again, if it's a deeper league, right? I would hold on to him. If it's a twelve-man league, if you like need the he, production right now, yeah, let him go. I don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. But we'll 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 talk about someone now who's actually cracking lineups, and uh, this comes from it's at a crucial Alec part. We're talking about two healthy scratches yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah, just bangers. Um, comes from at Alex Harvat, which don't be uh, fooled by Horvat. Um, yes, can Evander Kane keep up this pace, or will he eventually fall off? Uh, he'll eventually get hurt. That's almost <laughs> certain. Uh, yeah, but his pace or, is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, frick, four goals, two assists in uh, three in three games. But the most crazy uh, shit is that he's got twenty six shots shooting in three games. So many 26 shots. shots in three games. I mean, can he keep up this pace? Like, I don't know. He's playing with Jack Eichel, so maybe he obviously but, has the skill, right? Like, he was amazing when he. Oh came. my Not god, amazing, but he was goals. very good when he came into the year, right? And he he was. This is a guy that consistently shoots over 250 times. Right, look at his rookie year. Do 287 shots on goal. So he definitely, 260 last year, this guy has the ability to put the puck on the net. That was his third season. He's on pace for 700. Oh, I just played (laughs) (laughs) At this pace, he'll have 702 shots by year's end. Okay, so I guess if we're saying, is he going to be on pace for 702 shots? Uh, (laughs) No would be the answer to that. But... uh, I don't know, like, I, 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 I'd have a hard time seeing him play in 65, 70 games, like, over 65, 70 games. That's right. what he always does. But, like, I mean, can he keep up this pace? Uh, Well, like, no, because it's an absurd pace. But can he be a 30-goal scorer? 30-25 assists? The assists maybe, is the bigger thing. Maybe right? more. Like, he's definitely a 30-goal guy. The amount he shoots the puck, playing with Eichel, right. could he have a career year? 100%. Right. He might, I, the thing is, he hasn't had over 24 assists, or I guess 22 assists, since his... Uh, uh, first year in Winnipeg there where he had 30 goals, 27. Really, uh, his kind of what, you know, launched him into the forefront of fantasy yeah. hockey and what really people thought could be a skilled guy moving forward. Uh, I, I've always I think he has potential, but yeah, I don't think the potential for assists is there. Um, so I, I think that's going to cap his skill. But again, like I definitely think he could go over 30 goals. The year. one thing the one thing that's always been crazy about Evander Kane is that he, he scores a shitload, which is tough to come by. Right. But he also racks up a shitload of pims, right. which a lot of fantasy leagues count. But he's never mm-hmm. really had a lot of production on the power play. Like imagine uh-huh. he started being a power play producer. Right. Guy could be a 40-goal scorer. For sure. Uh, but again, yep. yeah, he's not going to shoot the puck hundred, or right. 702 times. But uh, I At least they're definitely... going in overtime. Let's move this along a little yeah, bit. Yeah, hurry up. I'm the, I'm <laughs> well, the one yeah, that needs to hurry up. That's, that's all we have, so we can just we Boom! Can go. That's it? I thought we were doing four. No, that's it. We are going to, and then uh, we just didn't. So well, we're gonna <laughs> right, get well, to the other I'll get, questions. I'll get to them on, on Twitter. Twitter. No, they will get answered for sure. All right, well, Except anyways, for the absolutely terrible ones. Anyways, that was <laughs> season three, episode six of Daily Face on Podcast. Boys, hockey's fucking back. It, it really Woo! is, and, yeah. and it is. It feels great. It's like the home run ball. It's just we're going crazy this year. The puck's juiced. 
It is. Well, that oh, yeah. and the, the whistles are juiced more than anything. Yeah, I think. Hatties and Hatties and Hatties on top of Hatties. It's, it's sensational. Penalties on penalties and power Sorry, plays on power plays. But anyways, that was, that was Season 3, Episode 6. We'll see you guys back here next week. Uh, be sure to check out our Patreon page. Uh, we're going to revamp that whole thing. A right. lot of cool perks coming right. up. Uh, I shouldn't have been a little bit last nice. year, but I've got a lot of new shit in store. So check that shit out. Uh, anyways, we're going to send you guys home with the Blue Stones. So see you guys back here next week. Peace. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.